Welcome to a Friday edition of the PHNX Feedbacks podcast right here on PHNX. I'm sorry that we are not coming to you from the living room of Mike Hazen or any of the other uh, front office personnel from the Arizona Diamondbacks (laughs) like our friends at the Coyotes currently are. That's kind of a baller alpha move right there. But we are here in studio and we are grateful to have you guys joining us. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Monty, occasionally known as the mayor of the PHNX holiday party last night, which we had a blast uh, uh, with last night. And of course, this man next to me is my vice mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Uh, And this show is brought to you by our friends at OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup and find out where you can purchase the wonderful treats that OG's Brands has to offer. Of course, uh, I am greatly in need of OG's services after uh, our drinking and celebratory uh, affairs last night. We had a great time. Uh, you are looking at the official 2023 PHNX comeback pod of the year. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for these two guys. Ow, ow. Also, I uh, got to give credit to this man next to me. Uh, Jesse Friedman has been named our PHNX MVP, uh, and he absolutely deserves it. You killed it with all the was, coverage. I don't know, MVP what might was be it? overstating it what, a little what, bit. What they call know. it? It's like, it's like excellent performance or something Look at, like that. Look, he can't even... Basically see, what he happened... He has to overthink even the title that I just gave him right the Diamond, now. The Diamondbacks made the World Series, which inevitably, inevitably meant that I was traveling for a month straight and basically didn't sleep for a month, and people were very sympathetic toward what I went yep. through, and so they, yep. I just got a bunch of sympathy votes from everyone is basically what happened what did jesse win again do it one more time uh the 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 mvp thank you thank you thank you i I didn't vote for him by the way i voted for damon (laughs) i just needed in all transparency i needed to (laughs) reveal my ballot all right i was revealing my ballot but uh (laughs) a ski to you all and we are thrilled to have you guys joining us uh especially you baseball lovers out there that aren't watching the coyotes right now not trying to prompt you to go over there and watch that show but they are doing some fun things with uh coyotes gm bill armstrong we are here in studio though talking about how the dodgers continue to ruin our lives lives and really make moves just to keep up with a group of 23 year olds here in Arizona. It's sad, really. It's really sad, but (laughs) we are going to talk about how the Dodgers uh, have now completed a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. Luckily, Randy Rosarino was not part of this trade, but they did get a very good pitcher in Tyler glass. Now uh, an outfielder, Manuel Margot to uh, the Dodgers in exchange for some good players that the Dodgers are giving up in Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. So uh, I saw an interesting interview with glass now, and it's weird for him to say that he, this was prior to the trade, but he knew he was going to get traded. Yeah. And he just said that this is an inevitability of being part of the of, of the Rays organization. Yeah. He loves everybody there. <laughs> he would have loved to stay in Tampa. He expressed that. He wanted to honestly be the you know one of the first players to like stick around in Tampa and get that big contract. Yeah. But they know that that's not going to happen there. It's just it's part of the business model. It's part of the way that team is ran and they continue to do it. Yeah, good luck, kid. Yeah, you want you want you want to be the guy who like gets all the way to the end of arbitration in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good luck. Happening. Yeah, not not on our watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, this. I mean, we certainly kind of expected this deal to happen. We've been talking about it for a couple of days. The structure 
has been out there for a couple of days. It is exactly the names that have been floated for a couple of days. You did mention Randy Rosarena is not part of this, uh, so I guess it, it could have been worse. There were some rumors that could have been worse. I, I guess that maybe could have could have happened here as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Dodgers the Dodgers get their guy here, Tyler Glass. Now, as we said yesterday, has as good stuff as pretty much anyone in this game, except for maybe Spencer Strider is just about the only guy I would maybe put in a separate category. Um, when he's on the field, he is one of the best. And of course that is a big caveat because he is not often on the field. He set a career high in 2023, made 20 starts, uh, about 120 innings. First time he's ever hit 120 innings in his major league career. The injuries have been a big problem for him uh, as he's now 30 years old, but when he's on the field, he continues to be very good and certainly adds something to this Dodgers rotation. Chris C. just did that meme of the astronaut, you know, holding the gun up to the other astronaut's head and did the always has been Maria to Maria asking if this was the Dodgers slander pod. We love Maria. She's our favorite <laughs> Dodger fan. We promise not to slander them too much because, of course, we, we, we are just jealous of the money that the Dodgers can throw around and the moves that they can make. In this case, though, this one not as team friendly. Glass now used the opportunity to negotiate a contract extension with the Dodgers before agreeing to go to LA and he got his contract extension on that five yes. year, $135 million contract, which a lot of people in, ba- in the baseball world are saying might be an overpayment for glass. Now we don't know. Like Jesse said, when he is good, he is great, but he does have a high uh, risk injury. Elise said, I mean, of all the possible pitchers for them to trade for, Glasnow is the highest risk for them injury-wise, but they have the money to risk extending him while Tampa does not. And I completely agree with that. Yeah. Also, that's just not the way Tampa runs their team. No. Uh, and we know that. But uh, he's never exceeded 120 innings pitched in the majors. Uh, is that I, – I mean, it doesn't <laughs> – it doesn't feel like any of these problems are problems for the Dodgers, right? They paid for Otani knowing he won't throw a single pitch in 2024, and they pay this much for Glass now. No no deferment on this deal, thank God, they, that he, he's going to get his money. Uh, but, of course, you know, they, they don't – I think the Dodgers are just getting to a place where they, they know that they need that exceptional pitching and they need it in the playoffs, but – They'll get there. They'll get to 100 games, uh, 100 wins every season. They're, that's like effortless for them. But they just need these kind of caliber pitchers available to them when they when they do get to the postseason. I look at Tyler Glasnow's last three seasons, uh, which are I mean, this doesn't include 2020. So these are all full 162 game seasons. Tyler Glasnow, 214 and two thirds innings total over the past three seasons. Wow. Zach Gallon, including the playoffs, was well over 240, right, this past season. So from an inning standpoint, like there is a world that exists in which the Dodgers traded away more innings than they received in this deal. Like Ryan Pepio could throw more innings for yeah. the Rays in 2024. And he was than- so good. And Ryan Pepio looked good. Yeah, I mean, he certainly still has a lot to prove, but his command was was much improved for sure in 2023 in the, the brief stint that we saw him there. Uh, we talked the other day about how the Dodgers did not seem to have a whole lot of confidence in him down the stretch. They wanted Lance Lynn to start game three and not Ryan Pepio, and we all saw how that <laughs> turned out for them. I remember um, that game. But yeah, Ryan, Pe- I mean, this is a good deal if you're the Tampa Bay Rays. This is, I mean, Tyler Glasnow is a guy who's making a lot of money, yeah. you know, without much of a, a durability history, just one more season of control. You're able to turn that into Ryan Pepio, who's going to be around for a long time. 
I think it's five seasons of control with with Ryan Pepio. So from Tampa's perspective, it, it totally makes sense. And the Dodgers are one of few teams that this does make a lot of sense for. They have the money to be able to withstand, you know, Tyler Glass now making a lot and not necessarily throwing 180 innings in 2024. And and yeah, I mean, they had the ability to extend him. That was clearly uh, you know, we heard yesterday that this deal was contingent on that extension being finalized and it, it wasn't it was in fact finalized uh, in order to in order to bring this deal to completion. So, yeah, and the Dodgers are also a team that they have enough depth, you know, with Gavin Stone, with Emmett Sheehan, you know, we expect them to, to add another another starter into their mix as well. They have the depth to withstand if Glass now does miss some time. So I think it I think it makes I think it makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, sorry, our, our rest of our office is watching Cocaine Bear over here. So apologize if the <laughs> you hear, action sequences you're get bear really noises loud. in the background. Yeah, if you, hear, if you hear people being devoured by bears. You know, it's 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 Cocaine Bear. In the oh, yeah, background. we promise it's no one actually being hurt. <laughs> that's definitely not what happens here at the PHNX HQ. I mean, yeah, not, right. Oh, that's a weekend thing. Not during not during Monday through Friday. But <laughs> uh, I think again, the big thing here is how good Glass now has been in the playoffs, and we do have those stats uh, in, in regards to how he looked uh, for this team. I mean. Uh, 5.72 ERA. Not yeah, great, I mean the, the yeah this this uh, <laughs> this is a screenshot floating around on Twitter, oh. and uh, yeah, there is the you know. So the screenshot for those of you listening is uh the Tyler Tyler Glass now and then Clayton Kershaw's ERA, and it's just slightly higher than Clayton's uh, playoff ERA of 5.10 at 5.72. So of course he was the per like you said he was the perfect pitcher for the Dodgers to acquire. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is, I mean, my, my first thought of this trade was like, all right, the Dodgers got a guy who can give him, you know, six shutout innings in the playoffs. Like there's this sense that in the postseason stuff is what plays. You want the guys who have the swing and miss. There's just less variance when you have guys who can get, you know, tons and tons of strikeouts in the playoffs. And then, yeah, I was honestly <laughs> surprised to see this. I, I that had kind of slipped my mind that Tyler Glass now has not been good in the postseason nope. at all. Nope, uh, 10, 10 appearances, a five seven two uh, ERA, forty three hits allowed, twenty five walks. The the peripherals aren't you know. There's a lot of strikeouts there, but a lot of the numbers really don't look all that great for Tyler Glass now in in, in the postseason. So it's not a huge sample, but it's not nothing. I mean, it's forty five and two thirds innings. So. Uh, you know, the Rays have certainly spent a good amount of time in the postseason and Glass now has not not been great for them in, in those moments. Might be a more expensive Lance Lynn. And I'm not I don't hate that. I don't hate that. <laughs> well, he's only given up ten homers in forty five and two thirds, which is a lot, <laughs> but Lance Lynn He gave up ten in a in a single inning to the Diamondbacks, I believe. It felt that way, yes. Yeah, it for sure did. But <laughs> Uh, again, when you talk about the Dodgers and and what they'll look like in twenty twenty four, their starting rotation. Uh, is formidable with young talent, especially with Walker Bueller returning to the rotation. But I, I don't know, especially this year without, o or not this year, but next year without Otani being a part of it, without Clayton Kershaw being in there. This, I don't know if this starting rotation is something until you see them play, until you see them back on the field, uh, if, if it's something you fear. Uh, am I am I wrong about that? Yeah, I mean, it's like if all of these guys gave you 180 innings, then... Yeah, I mean, this is this is pretty legit. Like a front three of Glass now, Bueller and and Bobby Miller is is right up there with you know. I think with that's the one of the one of the better with Gallon Kelly and yeah, Eduardo at least, Rodriguez. At least comparable, <laughs> I would I would think like from an effectiveness standpoint. But yeah, I mean, like if we're sticking with the D backs comparison here, like 
you're probably going to get around 200 innings from Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. There, there's some history there with those guys. And Eduardo Rodriguez, he's not really been a 200 innings guy, but you can rely on you know 140, 150 looking at looking at his track record. So yeah, there's a, there's just a lot of question marks here, and that's why I still think the Dodgers are not done. I expect the Dodgers will add probably one more starting pitcher. Yep. And my guess is Maybe it would a shorter be term deal. Potentially. I I don't know exactly what I mean. If it's Yamamoto, that's not a short term oh, deal. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, let's not go there. But I, I have a feeling that it will be someone who has a reliable track record of innings because that's just not something that the Dodgers currently have in their rotation. And I would imagine they'd want at least one guy who's more of a workhorse type. It could even be like Lucas Giolito. I know they've been linked to him. You know, even though he hasn't been as effective in recent years, he's still through almost 200 innings this past season. And, you know, you figure the moment he puts on a Dodgers uniform, he's going to, you know, he's going to be 3.5 ERA Lucas Giolito from a couple years ago again. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Dodgers aren't done. And I would imagine it's going to take the form of someone who can who can reliably give them some innings. Uh, Outlaw Ace asks, do you all think D-backs will make it back to the World Series next year? <laughs> every year is our year. Uh, that's what we say on Mailbag Monday. Every year is our we year. said every year was our year in 2021. <laughs> we on did. Show, we really so. did. Um, <laughs> Michael says, one thing I think is for sure, San Diego will not have the same one-run game record. They will not. I also think fair. San Diego uh, has been interesting. Someone brought up the Royals, who have been very active. Uh, and, and the Royals shout out to the AL central, man. the Royals the, are the Royals and the Tigers have like a monopoly on all these like short term, like guys in their thirties, all these starting, I don't want to call them mid, but the Royals are like, are in on the, on the mid spending, right? They're not going after the big names, but they are making their team better. They're, they went, they got Michael Walker now. And these Seth are Lugo and Michael Seth, Walker, Seth yeah. Lugo. Those are the two guys we talked about the diamondbacks going after yeah. that. We thought they could potentially get both. And even though they weren't going to be the big names that are going on the free agency market, they're both quality pitchers who had some great stats last season, great seasons last year, and absolutely could be uh, a benefit to in in a division where nobody's really standing out. Nobody's really very good in that division. So you could say the twins are taking a step backwards. You know, there's there, there's not a lot of teams right now that are, are active, at least not doing the things that the Dodgers are doing, but it does make me very pleased that the diamondbacks were one of the active teams. You know, they have been uh, active. And I, I saw some people saying that about Arizona, like how refreshing it was to see a team like Arizona that doesn't necessarily have the money of the bigger you know, of the bigger teams, of the bigger markets, that they still, you know, we we were good. We made it to the World Series, and they're still making a splash now by adding to the team in free agency. So, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun next year. Next year, can't wait to see. Can't wait to see what the Dodgers continue to do. The starting rotation again, um, a bunch of young guys, and as we've seen with with the Diamondbacks, yeah. that's not the worst thing because we do know the Dodgers have an exceptional farm system, even if their AAA team. Uh, hates the name the Dodgers as much as we do, which we'll get into later for sure. But, of course, uh, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a little thumbs up, our attaboy. We appreciate that. Gabby's going to stop by, tell you to drop a like. Of course, also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure that you subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. We always love those. Uh, And, of course, check out our friends at BetMGM. If you want to make some future bets on Major League Baseball, if you want to get down on the football season before uh, we get to the playoffs here, it's a great time to do so. You can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app now, and if you do and use our code of PHNX, you can get up to $1,500 back 
in bonus bets should you make a bet and your bet loses. All you have to do is sign up and use our code of PHNX and deposit at least $10 into your bet MGM Sportsbook account. Place your first uh, wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. It's that easy. All you got to do is sign up and use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 We got a new sponsor, new partner to talk about, Jesse. Yes. Some Burrows, uh, which I know you're a big fan of. Big I'm a fan. huge fan of. Yes, they fan. are putting a brand new one in right next to me up in the North Valley, uh, right off of, I think it's Joe Max and the I-17. Just so south of Flagstaff? Just south of, <laughs> yeah, just south of Anthem. I live in South Anthem. But uh, Some Burrows is a family-owned restaurant that's uh, you can find everywhere here in the Valley. They were voted America's most loved Mexican restaurant. They have easy party platters to feed a crowd, an all-new taco bar to impress your amigos, and with margaritas to go, You'll be the guac star of the season. I like guac star. I'm going to have to use that anytime people make good guacamole. They are the guac star. But margaritas to go. Love that. Love that. Not enough Not enough play, places allow me to take alcohol with me <laughs> when I leave. But uh, come out, check check out their newest location again in Goodyear, uh, Peoria, and the brand new one, like I said, I-17 and Joe Max. Or visit someboros.com to find one near you. They have locations throughout the valley in Flagstaff, and you're never far from delicious, time-tested, Sonoran-style recipes. Uh, let some boroughs cater all your holiday fiestas, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting someboros.com. Seasons Eatings with some Burrows. Oh, love me some some Burrows. Some Burrows like on like on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Save yourself some cooking time. Oh, that's so. Then you know, and great. you know, burritos and things like that heat up better than most things, right? You get, get yourself a catering tray, stick it in the oven, just put it on on low heat. Everybody will be fed, and you don't have to waste the time cooking. I, I'm I'm not looking forward. I got to make uh, a Puerto Rican. Uh, dish that it's basically like cooking a Thanksgiving turkey. It's called pernil, oh. and it's going to be incredible. It's incredible every time I make it, and I know it's incredible. I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back or sound egotistical. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. Well, the, no, there's some <laughs> things I make that I know are incredible. It's just the amount of work that goes into them does not warrant sure. even the compliments that I get. Oh, it's so juicy. I know it's so juicy. I cooked it for nine hours on a slow <laughs> smoker. I know exactly how juicy it is. I was up at midnight last night starting this, my guy. And you think I don't know how juicy and delicious it is? Well, if, you, oh. if you bring some into the office, then you might find yourself with enough compliments to warrant mm. the effort that yeah. it would take. You know I love my attaboys. You do. He yeah, knows. He knows. Yeah. He's, he's he's playing my ego now. That's a good way to get me to do anything. But uh, we do have, of course, some National League West chatter to talk about because the Dodgers continue to get better. The Giants continue to look for a way to spend their money, and we have no idea what the hell the Padres are doing. Uh, <laughs> but we do know what the Diamondbacks are doing, and that is trying their best uh, to make this team better. We have have our assessments so far, of course. Both of us, I think, would probably agree that they're not done yet, even if they might actually be done. 
think that there's still a lot that the Diamondbacks need to do in order to fill like just just the positional needs of the guys that are leaving. They did make parts of their team better. Uh, they they did make you know obviously third base is kind of covered. I feel like their starting rotation is is adequate. I don't think that they really need to make that big move to add another starting pitcher. I do think Tommy Henry or one of the young guys could absolutely be a fifth starter for this team. Sure. But beyond that, I think that obviously the Diamondbacks still have some work to do when it comes to, you know, adding a power bat, which they so greatly needed during the playoff run. And and most importantly, you know, uh, pick, figuring out how they're going to fulfill that outfielder spot with the right-handed bat that they kind of are losing there in Lourdes. But the other teams in the National League West, they have a they have a lot. They have a lot of work to do. Uh, they they did not get to the World Series last year. I don't know if you knew that or not, but some of them, <laughs> most of them, didn't even make the playoffs. In fact, so uh, we could take a. Uh, I don't know. Do we have the no? Okay. Well, uh, starting at the bottom, of course, we <laughs> ha- do have the Colorado Rockies, and uh, I don't know, Derek. I think we need to have a conversation about this. Are you sure that the Rockies are the worst team in the NL West? Like, isn't there a chance that, you know, the Padres, like Fernando Tatis, just like, you know, all four of the Padres, like star level players in their starting lineup, just forget how to play baseball. And Nolan Jones just takes the next step forward. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't no, think that's going to well, happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing is I, I don't doubt that the Padres stars can still be elite players right they have they have some of the best players in the national league west on their team but are those guys do they even care anymore i mean i don't i don't know i don't even know because i didn't watch them they even care do they even care like you know i think like the padres were like cool for a minute they were the, the padres reminded me there for a minute of like the miami heat team when lebron joined them Right. They did the stage presentation. The Padres did something like that where they all came out on stage. They had that big thing where there were just tons of Padres fans there. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the big the big question with them is not, you know, those elite guys and what they are are not able to do. They're always going to be dangerous players, always going to be very good players. But their rotation right now does not look very strong when it comes to their starting rotation. And now, honestly, I know you're joking about it, but the Rockies, you don't know what you're going to get out of the Rockies. The Rockies, (laughs) the Rockies are still a young team with a lot of young guys that are just now kind of developing into major league players. And, And as we've seen, some of them are very, very good. You know, um, but they I don't know if I would say some. I think I think Nolan Jones is a sizable step ahead of any other young player in that organization right now. I mean, like Brandon Rogers is fine. Ezekiel Tovar is an interesting player for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, the total the, the Rockies as a whole are just not they're They're just a distant. They're a distant last place. I mean, I think we can just kind of call it as it is. Uh, you know, you're just like Chris Bryant. That contract has turned into one of the worst in baseball at this point. Uh, he just can't stay healthy. And when he has been healthy, he just hasn't really looked anything like the player uh, that the Rockies hoped they were getting when they signed that deal. There's still I mean, like Ryan McMahon is a totally fine everyday third baseman. Brenton Doyle won the gold glove, even though there's not much offensive value there. Charlie Blackman is still there doing his thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just look at this roster as a whole and I think we all kind of know where, where the Rockies stand, but yes, like the San Diego Padres are 
one of the more interesting teams in the league heading into 2024 um, because they were this juggernaut going into 2023. Like I picked the San Diego Padres to win the NL West, uh, which seems like a terrible decision in retrospect. (laughs) And I guess it was a terrible decision, but I wasn't the only one, Derek. There were other people who thought, you know, who saw the, the pictures of, of Tatis, Bogart, Juan Soto and Manny Machado and was like, yeah, that's going to be a pretty good baseball team. And I know someone brought it up earlier that, you know, like the whole one run games thing, the Padres were just like historically terrible in one run games, they they really had a, were. A, a heavy positive run differential and still found themselves, uh, you know, not nearly having the kind of season that they were that they were hoping to have. And now they're things have really shifted for the Padres where they're not that. You know, they still have a payroll of, I think it's like 160 million right now. That would be like their their projected year end payroll at this point. Um, but there is uh there's just a lot of a lot of work that needs to be done there with that roster, especially after losing Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. And I just don't know if the Padres realistically have the resources that they need to actually fill those holes it kind of looks like more of a more of a middle ground team at this point as crazy as that would have been to say like a year ago yeah well and i mean i i think especially from looking at their moves it's more of you know i don't i don't know what direction they're going to be attempting to go next year uh and i think yoshi brought it up yeah there's there's a big part of this that has to do with the fact that their owner uh, has passed away, you know, and they did just lose their owner. Yeah, there was, uh, there, there was probably, uh, you know, a, a lot, a lot of what they were doing was was his, you know, his wishes, you know, him trying to get yeah. this team to to the playoffs and get this team to the you know World Series themselves, and uh, it can it can definitely you can definitely feel a little loss as an organization, you know, after something traumatic happens like that losing losing the man in charge right but uh, i definitely know that the diamondbacks uh or excuse me the padres uh, uh, saul's here what's happening uh, what's wrong we got a little bit of breaking news what's the breaking news uh so we've done takeovers before we have okay and we just got it confirmed that uh wednesday july 31st against the nationals will be our first ever takeover at the pool uh, what at the, at the pool at the pool at the pool jesse yes oh i've never been over there let's fucking go that's electric dude it's pretty dope yeah that's electric i've never been to the pool yeah so, I, I will i don't think a lot of people have been to the pool you have to i mean you generally have to rent out the entire thing well which you, is pretty you, dang jesse, expensive j- the way i like to say it is uh, you gotta know people you gotta know people <laughs> right. you gotta be and so now, open and now Can you all know people all right go. let's switch this up this is now an official pool notification podcast <laughs> let's go jesse <laughs> yeah baby we're going to the pool july 31st Keep it. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Thank you, Saul. That's exciting news. There you go. That's better than hearing about Dodgers players and things happening in the NL West. But I guess we'll still get back to that. Um, I kind of like having a just like a pool noodle on the podcast. Yeah, that makes it makes a lot of sense. I can I can whack you whenever you when you know whenever you like have a, yeah. a strong take that yeah. is that you know doesn't make any sense right. or whatever. Right, right, it's, right. Just, it's, it's ideal. Just scold me. Uh, tell me like bad Derek. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, exactly. Sense, but. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Padres still have a lot of money that they're on the hook for when it comes to that team. So that also makes it a bit difficult for them to uh, try to also improve this team while, uh, while dealing with that payroll that they have. And they do, they have a lot, a lot of shortcomings uh, compared to the diamondbacks right now. So uh, yes, everybody's very excited for the pool party, by the way, we're going to go. 
I that is that is going to be pretty pretty cool. I yeah. can't wait. I, I I truly think that there there are diamond there are people who have been Diamondbacks fans for years and years who've been to like so many games but never been to the pool because it's it's just not a I mean yeah like I said it's I guess a very you, expensive you gotta, option yeah it's like people rent it out and and yeah it's not cheap yeah. so uh, that's that's super that's super cool <sighs> I need to I need to get I need to contact my tux guy I need to get the matching oh yeah uh, swimsuit top and bottom I need a new one for that that's gonna be fun but. <laughs> Uh, it's against Nationals, not a team uh, that we have concerns about, but there are definitely teams in this division that we should have concerns about, including the Giants and the Dodgers, right? The Giants, they are just a team that when you talk about them not being done yet, they are the personification right now for me of not being done. Like, they are the team I'm worried about more than the Dodgers because the Dodgers are just doing it, and the Dodgers, again, they they have a lot to recover from. They have... Uh, uh, Julio Urias's entire situation still to deal with and a big, big decision to make in regards to one of their best pitchers and off field, you know, uh, legal issues. But the Giants right now, they feel like uh, it feels very much so like they have been in the market for two, three seasons to spend money and just haven't really had the opportunity uh, to pull the trigger on those deals. We know they got uh, the grandson of the wind, Jesse, the grandson of the wind, uh, Jung Hu Lee projected to be their most valuable position player in 2024 but they definitely um they have uh logan webb and they have you know some some they have some decent starting pitching depth after logan webb they don't have really any other great starting pitchers i know alex cobb was pretty good for them in 2023 uh he just had hip surgery and is not expected to be ready for opening day uh, so I think I think he'll still pitch, but he's not going to be he's not going to pitch a full season for them. What if they add Blake Snell though, which has been a rumor that's kind of popped up recently yeah. that the Giants might be pursuing Blake Snell after missing out on Otani. It sounds like they might they they're no longer connected to Yamamoto either. So Snell could be their target at this point. Yeah, and that's I mean that's such a big a big variable in this. Like when we say a way too early look at the NOS. I want to yeah. emphasize the way too early yes. part of that. Yes. A big part of this conversation is like, how much do you expect each of these teams to do the rest of the way? And the Padres, as we talked about a second ago, it's a little unclear how much they really have to spend at this point. They've True. cleared, a, they've cleared some, some space, right? They've lost a lot of guys, but I, I would imagine they have the ability to recoup some of that, but probably not all of that. The giants are a team that I don't know if resources are as much of an issue. It's just like, they're saying, take my money. And they're really trying to get people to take yeah. their money. And Jung Hu Lee finally said yes, right? Like he was one of the, one of the big, uh, the first big free agents to do that for them in a long time. And yeah, I think they would very much like to add Blake Snell as well. And the Giants are a team where they do have resources and we do expect them to be at least somewhat aggressive the rest of the off season in trying to get better. I thought it was interesting on, on Fangraph's depth charts. They have, uh, they have standings projections um, which is an outrageous thing to do this early, but I still think it's kind of fun to just look at if the offseason ended today, where would things stack up in the NL West? This is based on steamer projections. Uh, zips are kind of gradually being rolled out by fan graphs. So this is just based on steamer. Um, but they have the Dodgers at 90 and 72. They have the D-backs at 82 and 80. And then they have the Padres and Giants tied at 80 and 82. And they have the Colorado Rockies at 62 and 100. Uh, so, like we said earlier, Rockies distant fifth place. I think sorry, we can all sorry, think we can sorry, all, all agree on that. Uh, but yeah, the most interesting thing there to me is that the Padres and Giants are tied at eighty and eighty-two. According to Steamer, those two teams are neck and neck right now. 
the Giants seemingly have some money to spend and would like to be aggressive. The Dodger or the the Padres probably a little bit less so. Um, so yeah, I mean, you add Blake Snell to that rotation, and that certainly improves the outlook for a team like the Giants. And then the Dodgers are just the Dodgers. The Dodgers are are They're the just... clear the clear front runner there. Some people are probably uh, surprised, maybe angry to see the Diamondbacks at just eighty two and eighty. There is still obviously time left in the offseason. I think there's a, a good chance you could see that tick up a little bit before the start of the season. But also what other teams are going to what other, computers know. Other teams are going to make some additions too. So honestly, it's probably not going to go up that much. Uh, if you kind of go in and look at the steamer projections player by player, it's just projecting a lot of D-backs players to be a little bit worse than they were last year. Like it's not going to project Corbin Carroll to have quite the season that he had. It's not going to project Christian Walker to be quite as good as he was. Uh, so there's there's some regression factored in there. And I mean, let's not forget the D-backs won 84 games in 2023, right? They didn't they didn't right. win 94 games on their way to the World Series. I they were they were an 84 win team. I don't have a problem with the 82 and 80 projection. I mean, last year it was sub 500 and they got to where they were at. I yeah, think I think is, that number. Yeah. Last year, their their projection on steamer was. Yeah, it was probably like 80 and 82 or something like that. Going the, the they're probably going to win. 87 games and get back to the playoffs and honestly we can't necessarily expect them to make the run that they made next year or ever again right like you can't just expect that but i think this team is very capable of not only getting back to the playoffs but utilizing the experience they had from last year knowing what worked and and you know pairing that with just the youth and athleticism that the guys on this team have like this team could be a very mature team very quickly and still be very young, like mature, just in experience, mature in especially postseason sure. experience. And that could factor in heavily when you take a look at some of these other teams, the way that they uh, the, the locker room chemistry, a lot of other factors. The Diamondbacks just seem to be in a really good place. And so far from what we've heard about the guys they've added, these are guys that do not they don't seem to be guys that you, you're worried about how they're going to fit in the clubhouse. We saw with our own eyes Erod and how just, I guess, like positive he was, how confident he was, the things he said. Uh, they they might have been all the right things to say, right? That you like you and I kind of joked about. That's what you say at a press conference. Sure. But there was a, a different level of sincerity and kind of fire to him that gets you excited. Gino, we know about Gino. We know what Paul Seawald and we know what members of the Seattle Mariners have said about him. And he is a great clubhouse guy. So I think Maria talked earlier about one of the problems being with the Padres, potentially, you know, those big, those big stars, those big egos together. And, and maybe that team not being a connected team, because as we know, a connected team is a dangerous team. And that is something that the Diamondbacks do kind of have over a lot of these other teams that are, are changing and, and adapting and, and becoming kind of new versions of themselves. That Dodgers team though, again, hard 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 to hate hard to hate the pieces they've added even watching tyler glass now uh on an interview he's, he's just a very likable yeah, very cool dude. guy yeah great interview did an interview in shorts and flip-flops on a set like this and i just had to respect the hell out of it respected the <laughs> hell out of it man showed up in flip-flops uh for for an on-set interview so it is it is interesting i'm just looking at the the fan graph steamer projections for the d-backs for people who want to know a little more about like where is this 82 and 80 thing coming from they have the d-backs projected for 0.0 war at the dh slot which is understandable uh it's basically we don't have a DH steamer right is now. giving emmanuel rivera 224 plate appearances dominic fletcher 154 
Jace Peterson is the next highest. Like that's, I hate what, that. that's what Steamer is baking in that. right now. I don't at like DH. that at all. And in right field, it has Jake McCarthy getting the majority of the time there. Paven Smith right behind him. Dominic Fletcher getting 140 mm. plate appearances there as well. So right field and DH are both really weak projections right now for the D-backs. And that's why we've talked so much about the need to add uh, to add some yeah. right-handed hitting, right? Yeah. To add a J.D. Martinez in that DH slot if you can. Potentially add a corner outfielder as well. If you're able to, you know, make sizable upgrades at both of those spots, it changes the outlook for this team pretty significantly. Projections everywhere else are pretty good. This is, a, this is the best bullpen projection I've seen for the D-backs in a while. Uh, 2.7 wins above replacement projected there. I think the Padres are projected for like one uh, one war for their bullpen. So hmm. D-backs have made some some serious strides there. But even that number could could go up as well. Uh, Mike Hazen has talked about wanting to add at least something to the bullpen. We don't expect any major additions, but it's possible that number goes up a little bit as well. The thing about that, too, is the fact that that's probably, if they did not make the move for the DH, that's probably not who would see the majority of the time at DH, it would probably be a rotation of guys that Tory would be getting out of the lineup and giving a day off their feet, but right. still wanting their bat in the lineup. We'd probably see a lot of Cattell, see probably not so much Christian Walker. But if, yeah, but I mean, the flip side is like, all right, well, if Cattell is in DH, then that means like some other guy has to be filling in Playing the field, double, right? Yeah, like you can't, second you can't base, just yeah. move someone who's good into that DH That's slot fair. without having to, you know, put someone else in their, in their spot. So yeah, they're just short offensively, right? Mm -hmm. They're just one ideally two bats short right now offensively if they're able to plug those holes then things look a lot more formidable for them for sure and that 82 win number could tick up a little bit yep i agree i agree well of course uh we gotta give a shout out to our friends at circle k for uh being a big part of our uh of our holiday party last night because of course you know that's where we get all of our booze is at Circle K, and you can too. You can also stop there for non-alcohol-related drinks like Jesse uh, will stop there and get. Great place. It's America's Thirst Stop. They have a uh, inner circle program we've been talking about quite a bit. It's for free. All you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But when you do, you will save $0.25 cents per gallon off your fi first five Phillips. You also get $0.03 cents off per gallon on your all of your fill-ups after that you will get buy five get the sixth one free on a selection of circle k products and you will also get access to their free 31 days of circle k uh promotion right now going on in the inner circle app where you could be entered to win free snacks prizes weekly entry into a grand prize and so much more so make sure to stop by circle k today there is one near you again check out uh, circlek.com for details on the inner circle program uh, great gift this holiday season of course is our friends at shady rays there's not a lot of shopping days left jesse there's not a lot of shopping days oh, left plenty of time See, look Derek. at this guy look at this guy we're still at double digits <laughs> yeah, man he's right. 10 days away yeah, he's relax. Like, this, he's, oh, this isn't even the last minute yet well he literally <laughs> shops at the last minute and if you do too you can check out shady rays location here in town at kirlin commons it's a full stop shop for all things shady rays you can also check out their website at shadyrays.com they are an independent sunglass company with a world class product and they offer the most insane protection plan in all of our eyewear uh, they've told us that every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacement plan which means if you lose or break your shady race even on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for our listeners you can check out shady rays uh, they are giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try your for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200 
and 50,000 people. And again, yeah, why you're like, what do I have to, I got to get two pairs to get that deal? Yes, you got to get yourself a pair for the holidays and then someone for someone else. That's the way that works. What uh, What was your gift for the PHNX gift exchange yesterday? What was my gift? I don't think I ever saw it. All right, so I brought two gifts because my wife also participated. Sure. Uh, one okay. gift was a very reasonable gift it was a very uh it was it was it was it was a studio light essentially for okay. somebody to use at home and flex ended up getting that it couldn't have ended up in better hands honestly the man who needed a light at home for his home setup when doing remote shows he was thrilled practical. to get it a uh, very practical very useful very much related to our jobs the other gift that i brought broke every single one of Lindsay's rules about white elephant parties she was said it a, was it a gag she gift? said no gag gifts and it was a gag she said gift? no booze and she said, uh, I think she said, bring something you yourself would enjoy getting. And I didn't like it was none of those things because uh, <laughs> I got I got a beer sleeve from Pins and Aces. And the only reason why I wouldn't want that is because I already have two of them. Uh, okay, I brought uh, a uh, candy cane filled with little bottles of liquor. And the final part of my present, which was wrapped in a fake box that looked like a personal urinal you take around, uh, was a <laughs> snoop on a stoop, which is a elf on the shelf. But it's I thought, that was, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Honestly. And, and it went to Bo, who has children. So it pleases me to know and to yeah. know that those kids are going to grow up for the next 10 years <laughs> with the tradition of Snoop Dogg looking over them every Christmas, <laughs> making sure they're little good little boys and bizoys and gizzards. I don't know how he would say it. It's something <laughs> the way Snoop Dogg would say. I don't know if he talks like that still. I wish I got Snoop Dogg. Yeah, sorry. Was no alcohol was a rule. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, Some alcohol people wasn't a rule. rule. Just, I definitely almost showed up with a bottle of alcohol she, as my present. She has a good point. Knew we were a bunch of, I guess, uh, maniacs around Fair. here. And she said if she wouldn't have set that. Degenerates. Yes, that's a better word. And <laughs> she said if she wouldn't have set that rule, then everybody would have brought each other booze. And I don't <laughs> see a problem with that. We would have all been happy. All every one of us would have gone home happy. Um, but, of course... You know, that's how it is. Did have a great time, though. It was a fantastic was a time. time. We ended up throwing yeah. a fun shindig last night. Uh, it was up on the uh, floor here in the building that was kind of vacant. Uh, so we got to throw ourselves basically like a little wedding ceremony with uh, tables and chairs and everything. Lovely, lovely downtown yeah. views. Yeah, lovely. Lovely view of Chase Field, which was great to see there in the background. But more importantly, it was great to get together with all of our family here at PHNX. I've, I don't think I've even met everybody that does a show on this network yeah. until last night so that was a lot of fun but um just, our, just like sitting around hearing britain golden tell stories yes like one yeah. of one of my favorite britain golden yeah that, that was the first person yeah. i thought of because i haven't gotten a chance to meet britain yet and so it was really cool yeah. uh yeah we are uh big fans of of everybody around here but of course uh it, not quite everyone but we won't we won't name names, but we're big we fans have a of list. most people. Around yeah, here. we have a list that we keep. <laughs> <Max>. um, <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't you dare, don't you dare. Well, actually, yeah, go ahead. It's Max. It is Max. He's the only, he's the only member of our family that's banned from the chat. That's for sure. But, uh, speaking of banning members of your family, uh, there is a little thing going on where apparently we're not the only ones sick of hearing about the Dodgers. Apparently the Dodgers themselves are sick of hearing about the Dodgers. And when I say that, I mean the Oklahoma City Dodgers, which is the Dodgers triple A affiliate team. They are apparently ditching the name, the Dodgers, which by the way, how lame is it to call your triple A team, your double A team, just the same name as the major league club? It's pretty lame. The Oklahoma City Dodgers. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know why? Pretty because lame. that name would not have registered in my memory. There's a lot of there's a lot of pop culture 
clips and stuff stored up here, Jesse. I'm almost at max capacity as far as storage goes. I can't remember a name like the Oklahoma City Dodgers, so I didn't even know this team existed at times. Yeah, but there's I mean, so it's... much you can do with minor league names. Yeah. We have a team called the Trash Pandas. Correct. We specifically have a team called the Sod Poodles, which is amazing. Do you know how many times I have to get into a conversation with someone about what a fucking Sod Poodle is? It's amazing. We got the Toledo Mud Hens. We got the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. We have the Hartford <laughs> Yard Goats, and yet the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Bravo how to them. original. Yeah. Well, if you thought that was original, you're going to be very excited about their new name, Jesse, yeah. because their new name that they will temporarily operate under is the Oklahoma City Baseball Club. I mean, they might as well have been called that all along. I mean, that's, ba- <laughs> right? that's basically what I mean. Calling them the Dodgers is no more exciting than the Oklahoma City Baseball it's Club. It's kind of an electric name. I won't lie. It's stupid that I say that, but like Damon can back me up on this. It's a very like soccer. Like it's a very you I like know. It. Yeah, right? It's, it's not just terrible. You like Oklahoma City baseball team? <laughs> it's That's not different. terrible. <laughs> but we got we got to come up with a better name than that. Baseball club, right? Baseball club. That's yeah. a huge difference. It's the baseball team, club Jesse. part. Yeah, it's the baseball it's club. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but like we need to spitball some names. Oh, piece of Yoshi brought up one of the best ones, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. And on top of that, their logo is like a horse wearing like boxing gloves. Come on. The, there's so much you can do with minor league names. You can call your team whatever you want. You can even temporarily call them a name that's basically equivalent to fried bulls balls, Jesse. <laughs> yes, fried yes, bulls testicles. <laughs> and everybody will look the other way on this. And that's where the it's Dodgers. A judgment free zone. It's it a really judgment is. free zone. The crazier the logo, the more we love you. Yeah. I think the motor boaters is the first time that they might have crossed the line to go too far because there were people that felt like, okay. You're calling yourselves the motor boaters. We know what that is. <laughs> There's kids at these events, you guys. Like, you're going to have kids. Like, I think they made kids shirts that said, I'm a little motor boater. And that was like, line crossed. But you're going to ruin it for everybody. I still thought it was delightful, though. <laughs> uh, I think we need to come up with a better name, though, than the Oklahoma City Baseball Club. And I think that they just need to go for the Oklahoma O's. The like Oklahoma the Orioles. O's. Okay. Yeah. All right. But the O stands for Otani's. The Oklahoma uh, Otani's. They'll just have Otani on their jersey. He can be like their logo. <laughs> he can be a big mascot. Like, you know, like if you have the legends, they'll just have a mascot Otani that shows up to take pictures with the kids. It could be incredible. Uh, Joe Kelly's wife, by the way, hilariously was trying uh, very hard to turn all of her Joe Kelly's 17 merchandise that she owns into oh. Otani <laughs> 17 merchandise and sell it on eBay, I think. She's a very funny person. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the— What about, what about the Oklahoma City decoys in honor of Shohei Otani's dog? <sighs> and, then, and then the logo becomes— The dog? Just, just the dog, yeah. I'm on board with that too. I was I mean, going to say the Oklahoma team, City Showtime decoys. I guess is maybe in a little bit in the odd the decoys. Like, I well, I know. I, yeah, because I, I, mean, I was thinking going just straight for something like that, like the Oklahoma City dollar bills. You know, because that's what the Dodgers just see these guys as. It's just stacks of money. The Oklahoma <laughs> City trade prospects. <laughs> the Oklahoma City trade prospects. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's um, definitely the way that that ownership group wants to be. Yeah, they're no. trying to build a build a brand, a local brand in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yes, they're definitely looking for um, trade. Prospects. I like I like the idea of like decoys being kind of like D backs with the E missing, and then it's like a Dodger oh, kind of thing. I don't know. Okay. I mean, you got you could get creative there. You can get fun. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think the Reno Aces is the strongest name, and I know there's going to be people coming for me. Not, not but- the strongest. Yeah, not the strongest. I think, I think there's, I think like the Reno Aces could have gone, like go down the gambling, you know, hole a little bit more, right? Like, like just call yourselves the loose slots. You know what I mean? Sure. The Reno loose slots. That sounds even worse than what I was saying earlier. Never mind. I mean, they're not All actually right. like in Vegas. They're just like, they're but just they, like in Nevada. Well, gambling, gambling is legal in the entire state, Jesse. That's it's fair. not That's just in fair. the city of Las Vegas. The minute you cross over state lines, you can go to a gas station and start hitting the slot machines. What's wrong here? Why are you here? What do you want? Okay. A former Reno yes, Aces as a, employee As a former Reno like Aces employee, that is an absolutely horrible take. Number one, Reno Aces, it's you're literally in Reno, which is all about gambling. But also, Aces, Pitchers, Buddy, you couldn't find a more perfect name. What are you talking Double about? Double entendre. It's a, it's a decent pun. Double entendre. Like, Thank you. It's like a, it's like a B minus. Minus grade pun. I liked when you they know? called themselves the Micheladas better, to be honest. I liked the Reno Micheladas. That was fire. That was fire. That's fire. Come on. All right. I, I have I have the best one. Let's Derek. go. Uh so you know the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, very big part of the, you know, it's big, big thing in huge, Oklahoma City. Huge, so huge franchise. You can't have the Oklahoma City Thunder without the Oklahoma City Lightning. Right? <laughs> it's just easy money. Damn it. Like that would be good if it was a minor league team for the Thunder. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like if it was their G League team or something. Or like or like the rain? Like thunder yeah. only happens when it's rain. Oh, that's an yeah, old story. You're not going to know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll figure this out. You guys send us. Uh, <laughs> there you go. OKC assets. I like that. The Oklahoma City assets. <laughs> that's it. That's the name. We figured it <laughs> out. Thank Nothing you. Nothing more Ron than Connor. trade capital. That's all. <laughs> that's all capital. They are. I did think it was interesting that um, I, I, I'd long suspected this, but it never really looked close closely into it. The Dodger, like some teams own their AAA team. Uh, some franchises own their AAA team and some do not. Uh, it appears that up until 2021, the Dodgers were at least part owners of the Oklahoma City. The Los Angeles Dodgers were at least part owners of the Oklahoma City Dodgers, which I imagine is why they were called the Dodgers, because the Los Angeles Dodgers had like a key part in their operations. Whereas now it appears that they are independently owned, in which case they're like, yeah, let's establish our own identity, which totally makes sense. Like if you're in Oklahoma sure. city, you want to be your own thing. You want to yeah. be like the cool local place to be. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in the past, like minor league teams yeah. aren't just, they're not just part of the feeder system for the big baseball clubs. Yeah. They are in they're smaller own, markets, but they, they can definitely be their own thing. The, the Hodgetown proves that with the sod poodles and how crazy the fans are for that team. So I think, I think uh, that definitely is, is uh, like you said, a big part of it. And of course being owned separately like that allows you to think of the team differently than just, I mean, essentially assets. Yeah. Part of the, part of the, part of the system of, of the major league club. So the Oklahoma city dust bowl. Yeah. I don't know about that. No. That doesn't seem very marketable. <laughs> I don't know what that logo is going to look like, but I have a feeling it's going to be confusing on a hat. 
Yeah, like anyway. there's a lot of tornadoes in Oklahoma City. I don't know if you want to try <laughs> oh, to go off yeah. that. I don't know. Tornado Alley would be a crazy name to call like the stadium or something, or at least part of the stadium. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to still figure out. But uh, one thing I don't have to figure out is what I'm going to get for stocking stuffers this holiday season because I know I am going to get holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. They make last minute shopping easy, which, as Jesse said earlier, this we're not even in last minute shopping no, territory. This no, is still that, that window hasn't even sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a little bit cracked. You're still way too early at totally. this point. I mean, meanwhile, I have all of my presents wrapped under a tree somewhere, but they do make a perfect gift whether you're shopping early or last minute. Uh, there is a scratcher for everyone on your list. They start at just $1 and can win you up to half a million dollars. And, of course, uh, it's time to scratch a scratcher. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate you thing. Uh, and let's see. We got holiday cash. This one's $1. Can win up to $500. Can you do the math up for me on like what the return would be potentially if I do win $500 on a $1 investment? You mean $499? There it is. is that no, I was talking about more of a percentage thing, but I think. Oh, uh, yeah, there, that's a solid return. I mean, 499%, I guess, would be your, your return on investment. That's pretty solid. Yeah. My Roth IRA doesn't generally do quite that well. So. <laughs> what, about, what about your CD? Is it 5%? Your CD is like 5% right now? <laughs> This just this just became a banking pod, the most exciting way. All right. I, Let's uh, hear more about your Roth IRA, Jesse. It's been a rough year, man. It's been a rough year. Not a winner? No, nope, not a winner. But Next we, time. I, again, like I told you, I'm probably going to just act like I didn't win. If you ever see, like, I don't know, I will act once I hit like a $50,000 on this show, but I'm definitely not going to let this guy next to me know <laughs> that I won because he wants 50% of it. But go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K uh, near you at Arizona on the lottery.com you must be 21 or older to play something uh jesse did not know is that you can turn this in if you win up to 599 dollars you can turn these tickets in at any retailer near you you don't have to uh contact the arizona lottery department or anything like that it's that easy you walk in he doesn't he doesn't Close believe me he thinks it's crazy that i could just walk into a circle k and be like here's my 500 winner and that the person behind the counter is going to hand me $500 in cash, but that's the way it goes down. That's the way it happens. It's that easy. So make sure you win uh, some money. RA says Oklahoma City chicken fried steaks. I don't hate that. I love me a chicken fried steak, so I'm there on board go. with that at all times. Of course, uh, Desert Financial Credit Union can get you help, uh, get you started and get you help for your financial needs, for everything you're looking to do this holiday season. I know money can be tight. So if you're looking to open a checking account right now, you can get yourself $200 in bonuses from Desert Financial Credit Union. And for more than 84 years, they have been a trusted credit union here in Arizona, Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. Uh, they got me started on my home ownership journey and they can get you started as well. You can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. Join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members. When you open a free checking account online you can get $200 in bonuses get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 uh, Maria asks will you guys be at Chase Stadium when the Dodgers come into town of course we will Maria we hope you will be too and of course uh, we'd look forward to seeing all of you guys there hope, hope to see you guys all out at the pool Maria Maria's a Dodgers fan is that what we're, is that what we're like have you not been here? paying attention this whole time I, I, that's the impression oh, that I I've forgot that Jesse missed um, the whole postseason run right yeah most of it yeah Maria's, 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 well Maria's, our favorite, Maria's our favorite Dodger fan okay Mo okay. is our least favorite Dodger fan because he is a coward 
and he has not shown his face. Coward of the year. Yeah, coward yeah, of the year. And then everybody else kind of ranks somewhere there in between. Uh, BC is more down at the bottom. Uh, a couple oh, B- of more. BC. Yeah, he might be giving Mo a run for his money. Yeah, BC BC only shows up to gloat, but that's understandable. Maria, she's a real G. That's why her name is Maria G. That's why she uh, is our favorite. But I just have to point out that it's Chase Field, not Chase Stadium. Oh well, and you it, know. and that feels like a Dodgers fan mistake to make, right? Mm-hmm. And just because your place is called Dodger mm-hmm. Stadium yeah. doesn't mean everything out yeah. there's a stadium. There's fields. You know? There's there's uh, fields. There's yards. There's yards. Yeah. Oh wow. Maria, welcome to Jesse well actualing you. <laughs> this Jesse, is something that we deal with every single Maria, day. Maria, Jesse well actuallys me through text messages all day long. <laughs> he he spell checks my tweets that aren't even about baseball. He fact checks everything I say all the time. <laughs> it's a rough life living with this guy, but I wouldn't rather I wouldn't want anybody else as a coach. I'm just I'm just saying, like, if a Diamondbacks fan had made that mistake, it would have been fairly egregious. See? But Maria gets a pass here because that's like the world that she knows, yeah, right? So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's I excusable. That's <laughs> it's an error that needs to be fixed. Dealing, but it's, with, but it's, it's dealing with you and your yeah. well actuallys is a world that I know all too well myself. But <laughs> of course, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Of course, Mailbag Monday is on Monday. We'll be back at 1 p.m. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Of course, Damon is the people's producer. You can find him at Damon Dog. That's D A W G. We are Damon's Dogs. Bark, bark. bark. <laughs> we fucking nailed that one. All right. Uh, meanwhile, our show is at PHNX underscore DVACs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate you stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you remember it's Chase Field and not Chase Stadium.